It's another episode of the Midweek Heat, brought to you by the Halftime Adjustments. It's your man, Eddie Arnell, my main man, Mr. J. Lou. What's happening, Mr. J. Lou? What's going on, Ed? What's going on? Another week, man. And I look like I feel like I'm Groundhog Day. I say the same thing every week. Another week of good playoff. <laughs> gotta love it. Gotta love it. You gotta love the football, man. First and foremost, man, let's wish everybody a uh, Merry Christmas. Hoping everybody's having a good uh, This is a Christmas special edition of Midweek Heat. We know it's the holiday and uh, want to get this in and talk about some football because, like he said, there are some important football games coming up uh, this weekend. And, man, uh, you know, what can you say about Week 15? You know, that's that's why you line up and play the game right there, as one of the exactly. famous people would say. <laughs> you line up, you play the game, man. And, and, and the Jets and the Bengals, you got to give a shout-out to them, man, being double-digit underdog coming in uh, to Week 15. And both of them find a way to come out with a victory. Uh, the Jets, their first of the season. Of course, the Bengals, their third. But, uh, man, what a, what a week for those two teams. Man, you got to love it. Uh, I mentioned last week the Rams could be looking at a trap game because they were looking ahead to that, that matchup with Seattle. Um, and then we've talked about the last three weeks, the, the Steelers are just – on a decline, it all started with those in- injuries. And you're starting to see injuries catch up with the Stillers. And like you said, uh, cliche, any given Sunday, anybody can be beat. Um, you think the bad team, now, now granted, both of those teams showed that they're bad teams because they almost gave it away. But right. in the end, man, they, they had just enough to, to pull out the victory. Uh, and it just, it you, you get late in the season, you get these teams that have nothing to play for but pride. And in turn, they end up costing you potential seeding and playoff uh, implications. So again, you gotta love it. You gotta love it, man, because like we've been saying for the past few episodes, every week is a playoff game, no matter what team is playing. And as you saw how important it was for the Jets and the Bengals, uh, you know, cause they, they really caused some havoc by, you know, the Bengals in particular <laughs> by beating, uh, beating the Steelers. I mean, even for the Rams as well, you know, for the Jets. And so, uh, you know, one one other thing that we see this week at, after this week, uh, Mr. Lou, is the NFC East is still up for grabs. Nobody has staked a claim for that number one position in that division. No, they haven't. Um, and we'll discuss it at the end. I got the, the scenarios for week 16 for the playoffs. But um, it's, it, I mean, even the Cowboys are still in it. Uh, they're in there by a long <laughs> shot. But, I mean, when you right. would have thought – who would have thought when, when Dak went down that you'd be talking about the Cowboys had a chance for a playoff spot in week 16? I mean, that's that's the only division in the entire league that does not have one team eliminated. Exactly. Um, they, they play each other over the next couple of weeks, so um, it's going to be some good football in the NFC East. Uh, we will discuss my discussion with uh, freaking the Washington football team because that was my pick, and I don't know what – what they doing up there, but I mean, you, you got to love to see what you're seeing out of the NFC East. Everybody called it the NFC least, and that, that's the most exciting the most exciting division in, uh, down here in playoff crunch time. It is, and, and like you said, you, you look out, because the Cowboys are in the, in the number two spot and they're still alive, and who would have thought that <laughs> after the uh, debacle they had at the quarterback position after Dak goes down to a season in the injury. You know, Andy Dalton goes out with a concussion for a few weeks, and they – they played the third and fourth string. I can't even remember the names of the guys. That's how important they were, uh, you know, for, for those teams. But anyway, you know, still the number two position is still a, a lot to, to play for in the next few weeks. And AFC South is still up for grabs because the Titans nor the Colts either one want to take 
possession of that division and win it outright just yet. They both still playing some pretty good football, but some big games coming up that's going to decide. And probably to be uh, week 17 in particular for the Titans because it's an AFC South game. But, you know, it all could be this week because the Colts uh, have the Steelers, uh, you know, coming up. And so that could be a, a loss for them if, you know, the Steelers that are 11 and 0 starting off will show up to play the game. Yeah, I mean, you uh, good. You got. I mean, you always expect to see the Colts in there. I mean, they, they've owned the AFC South over the years with Peyton and then Andrew Luck, um, and then you, between them and Houston, they they both owned it. Um, and you, you're glad to see the Titans, uh, a team that's taken some steps under under Mike Vrabel in the last few years, going in the right direction. Um, probably got that monkey off their back with a, another win, a double digit win, first time in since 2008. So. You're glad to see meaningful football the last two weeks of the season. And, and those teams, uh, it's going to be the first team that blinks. Right. <laughs> Who, who's going <laughs> right. to blink first? So both of them have some, some major games coming up this weekend. Yeah, I mean, big games, like you said, big results to talk about from week 15. And uh, let's get started, man, because uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about it right off the bat, man. The Packers, you oh. know, clinched the, defi- clinched the division at 11-3, beat the Panthers 24-16 and have got their fourth straight win. And, uh, I mean, it wasn't an easy game. It was a no, kind of an ugly game. They scored in their first three series and were up 21-3, to but had to hold on to beat the Feisty Panthers at the end. Yeah, man. Um, that's kind of back-to-back weeks. You've seen the Packers almost let a team back in the game. A credit to Carolina, though. I, I give them credit. Their defense was solid uh, up front. Uh, they, they were stout. Um, it just wasn't the uh, – Again, at the end, the end, Aaron Rodgers in a run game. And it wasn't so much as Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I mean, he, he didn't have your typical Aaron Rodgers game. Uh, right. Like you would see. He was under he was under duress. Uh, but but credit to Matt LaFleur. He realized it's December, and I got <laughs> right. a horse back there that can run the ball. Let me just hand it off and run it. So right. um, but you gr- glad to see glad, glad to see them pull it out. And like I said, the, the Packers defense hell was pretty solid. Pretty solid, you know. Hell, Carolina, 115 yards. Now, granted, they don't have their 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 horse playing uh, in Christian McCaffrey, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, again, they put up a good fight. Uh, you know, Rogers was sacked five times, like, like you mentioned. The, the offense wasn't as sharp as they normally are, and they only scored three points in the second half. You know, we saw that against against the Colts when they Colts. played them as well in that, in that second half. And so, like you mentioned, they've been struggling somewhat in the second half, but it's still a Rod, it's still Aaron Jones. And they still got that defense that can get after the quarterback, which makes them a scary team uh, going to the playoffs. Because if you got to go to Lambeau Field, it's going to oh. be a tough way to go through the playoffs and try to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, the frozen tundra. I mean, it, it's <laughs> getting cold. Uh, again, I think I've seen it on uh, one of the ESPN analysts has said that, you know, they think Green Bay might have the best home field in COVID because it's cold. I agree. <laughs> Nobody's there. So it's just kind of quiet. It gives you kind of that eerie feeling. Uh, right. with all no, it's even that, but I mean, nobody wants to go up there and play in the cold and, and play against that Green Bay team. And and this is a different Green Bay team than in the past because they have a a, a solidified run game. Right. I mean, if they can do that and then allow Aaron Rodgers to pick you apart with play action, uh, you stand no chance. I mean, it's, it's a team that can win in a close game like they had last week or beat you in a shootout. So um, you got to really bring your A game and to be able to catch them off guard. And, you know, and they can run the ball, like you mentioned. Yes. And and yes. what we've been preaching here the last three, four episodes is 
Here we are. The winning formula this time of year is solid defense and being able to run the and football. Able to run it. And you and you're seeing that out of this Packers team, which is making them very dangerous because you know A Rod can can be A Rod any day of the week. <laughs> but if is. you add in a run game with Aaron Jones, the what he's playing, you know, he was third coming into this week as far as rushing in the NFL. Uh, you know, you look at a, a team that's gonna be hard to beat. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is on the MVP clip right now. He's thrown for 40 touchdowns for the third time in his career. You know, in 2011, he won the MVP. He threw 45. So he's on that same pace <laughs> at this point. Ain't going against a, a in week 16, a Titans secondary, although it's getting healthy, uh, has not proven to be able to cover receivers that well or get pressure on the quarterback. And so, you know, cold outside, if they can run the ball, maybe he doesn't throw that much, but there's potential, as we mentioned last week, he might he might throw for 500 yards yeah, on he, this secondary. He, he licking his chops. I think maybe the worst thing the Titans could see is that Aaron Rodgers to Aaron Rodgers' standards is coming off a bad game. Right. Um, now, granted, you're hoping you can have two bad games in a row for him or two subpar games for him, yeah. but uh, I, it's highly doubtful. <laughs> and that could, be, <laughs> that could be a long night for that defense come Sunday night for the Tennessee Titans. Exactly. And then they, they finish up with the Bears in week 17 in Chicago. And depending on what happens this weekend, you know, we'll, we'll see what kind of team goes out there. And what I mean by what kind of teams, if, if they'll be playing as starters, they might have the number one seed locked up. Right. They might want to rest some guys. But we'll see what happens. But, again, two tough games left for them and a lot still on the table uh, for the Packers. Number two, you got the Saints. And I know you got a lot to talk about the Saints because me and you was going <laughs> back and forth a little bit through text this week about this game in particular because, you know, we, we talked about this for the last few weeks, man. I'm going to go ahead and let you talk because I know you got something you want to say about the New Orleans Saints sitting in the number two seat. The, the Saints, man, <laughs> I, I just, first of all, Bree, this is my problem with them. <laughs> I'm not too positive that Breeze was healthy. Right. And then I, for the life of me, can't understand how you demote the the quarterback that was starting. You demote him back to special special packages with the weapons that New Orleans got. And I and I really think that Sean Payton is a is a quarterback whisperer, a good coach. Why not give Jameis a chance? Because I I mean this offense, you have seen this. This new New Orleans offense has got stagnant, and I guess for some strange reason, I don't know <laughs> what it is in the gumbo down there in, in New Orleans. Somebody, but somebody page and find Alvin Kamara. He somebody. is part of your offense, and you just refuse to give the man. I think he had what fourteen touches total between rushing and receiving. That's and, correct. And, I mean, you just you don't have you 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 sit down your best wide receiver and through to, until the playoffs. So you have no weapons out there for old noodle arm Drew Brees. And it just, I, I'm going to tell you, Ed, the Saints, don't let that two-seed fool you. They, they can be oh, one and done in the playoffs. <laughs> they could. They <laughs> could. They, if they can, You know, for a team that has, that coming into this game, they had the number one defense in the NFL. Yes. Of course, it's not going to be that way after this, after they played the uh, uh, KC. But, you know, they were causing havoc on, on Pat Mahomes there for a little while with the front four. And if you can get to Pat Mahomes with the front four, they have four sacks, by the way. If you can do that and, and be able to play coverage on the back end, man, I mean, you can you can cause some issues uh, with that with with anybody's offense. But like you said, the best weapon they got right now is Alvin Kamara. He has fourteen touches total for the game. Eleven of those being rushing, and he's probably right now your best target as far as receiving wise with with Mike uh, uh, with Mike can't guard Mike not on the field. 
And so, you know, for the life of me, I'm with you, man. I don't understand what the thinking is by Sean Payton by not giving him more touches in the football game. I, I, I mean, he's he cost me my fantasy football playoffs <laughs> this week because he had been balling. He, I had him too. <laughs> he had been balling, right. and then you just stopped. I, I don't know what they're what they're trying. Like, I mean, you have to design screen pads. Yeah. I, mean, I hated seeing it. It was it was so frustrating watching on the TV. They they run him out to the to the the far side of the field, and he's just standing there as the outlet. Knowing that Breeze ain't gonna throw it at him because Breeze is trying to get it down the field. That's right. a wasted drive and a wasted down for Camaro. So until they get back to designing the offense around him to kind of help minimize where Drew Breeze is just like another quarterback we're gonna talk about later on, who father <laughs> time is is quick creeping up real quick this season. Uh the Saints, man, for all the all the Super Bowl hopes they had, it might be right now. I don't see that team beating the Packers. Um, and I find it hard to see them beating either the Rams or the Seahawks. I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, like you said, it just didn't make any sense. You had a quarterback that came off a four-week layoff that was – obviously he wasn't ready to play. I mean, you, no. obviously, uh, 15 to 34. Now, now he's a, he is a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, I will give him that. And there's no argument there. But no. he is rusty. Four weeks off, you know, considering with COVID and everything, I'm not sure if he had to go through any of those protocols because I'm sure he was there every week with the team. But, man – you know, at his age, taking four weeks off in the middle of the season, it took a toll. Yes. And for the offense, for an explosive offense as they have, to only have the ball for 18 minutes in the game, that tells you right there that they're not running the ball enough. No. So against a KC team that can score at will. And like I said, granted, you got to give the defense credit for keeping them in the game as they did. And they only lost about three points. But let's let's get let's, – let's, let's really tell it like it is. The game was dominated by Kansas City. They had over 40 minutes of, of possession. And we'll talk more about them in a minute. But, again, to your point, Sean Payton has to do a better job of coaching and getting his playmakers the ball, uh, especially when the offense is struggling to score. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, they they, they got to – they got to look in the mirror quick because they don't, they don't finish. I mean, they play, they're the Christmas night game. They're the Christmas special yep, yep. Um, tomorrow. Um, so, I mean, they, they, they quick turnaround, right? <laughs> quick turnaround. Um, and you got a, you got a hungry Vikings team coming in that let's just face it there. They probably mentally, but they're not afraid of the dome. No, uh, they're going to dome and they'll win. So it's right. going to be, a, it's going to be a tough challenge. The saints are the one team in the NFC that I have continuously said, needs home field advantage right. so you gotta win to keep the pressure on um the packers but it's if, they, if that team has showed up sunday they again they're gonna be one and done yeah you're right because you've seen what happened when they had to go outside and play we just saw it a few weeks ago against <laughs> yes. philadelphia in the, in the yes. game that they were dominated by you yes. know i mean by the most part and so like you said they got the vikings coming in this week and they got they finished up with the panthers but see here's the thing about the vikings though uh mr lewitt i'll see what you say about this is they're a team that has nothing to lose you know the saints yes. already got a playoff position the vikings are playing for their lives and so you expect the, them to come out and play 100 miles an hour and so you know they might come in and dominate the saints you, you just never know because they have more on the line than what the saints do now granted the saints are still playing for number one seed but they're kind of locked in that in the playoffs already they've already clinched a, a, a position and so the vikings are coming i'm telling you they're going to give them some problems i believe in this game coming up this weekend did you and um the, the recipe for success all the vikings got to do is turn on the kansas city game that's 40, right 40, 41 rushes by kansas city 41 i can rushes. tell you zimmerman is not going to be dumb enough to not get a ball to dalvin cook 
No. Um, so they, they, they got the horse that can run the ball, and the best way you beat the Saints, keep Drew Brees off the field. Um, so they, I, I agree with you. The, the Vikings plan – every game is a playoff game for the Vikings right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, the right. Saints, yeah, you're fighting for, for home field, but the Vikings are fighting to get into that second season. So they're going to treat it like a playoff game. And if that's if that's any indication, we kind of know how that'll go because we know how the real playoffs went the last couple of years. <laughs> the Saints right. with the Vikings. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. So as we move on, number three seed, the Seahawks. After a 5-0 and start, after a 5-0 and uh, start, excuse me, uh, they've only won five of the last nine, but they they clinched the playoff berth this week. They be a tough Washington football team, 20 to 15. Of course, they without Alex Smith. And we talked about that somewhat last week, how that would be the, the demise of the Washington football team if, if Haskins had to play. And he did. And <laughs> you saw what happened. Uh, and the defense at the end had to come up and hold on to uh, ensure the win. And of course, big Carlos Dunlap comes out with a sack of, of Haskins to secure that dub. Uh, even though Washington scored 12 in the fourth quarter and they had the ball late to, to go for the winning score. And so again, the defense, as we talked about, they finally found a, a niche, if you want to say it that way, yes. to, to make some stops down the stretch of this season for the Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, Seattle's another team that manages, you're not used to seeing them struggle to close out games right. um, and let teams back in the game. Um, I think uh, probably about three and a half, four weeks ago, your game changer was Dunlap. That's right. And, and then you put the jinx on him and he got hurt. <laughs> I, I felt so bad too. Man. I, I talked and him up. <laughs> you talked him up. Uh, and he missed a couple games and you could tell that defense was missing him. He he is definitely their game changer mm-hmm. um, on that defensive side of the ball. So, I mean, if you can, if they can just get consistent, um, again, this is the, the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde team of the NFC. Um, if they can get consistent, Seattle can go and beat anybody. Um, right. They got a tough one coming up uh, basically for the division this coming this coming Sunday. Um, but if that defense can continue to fire and fire after the ball and get after people like it was doing, um, they actually were able to run the ball a little bit, uh, a little well against Washington. Um, mm-hmm. So you like to see that. And, if, and then they just got to get back to letting Russ cook. You get, Russ gotta is cook. Let him cook. Um, and, and again, this team can go on the road and beat anybody. That's exactly right. And, and like you mentioned, they got that magic formula and they had it this weekend. They ran the ball for 181 yards to your point. And the defense had four sacks and two turnovers. And, and you know, I got to mention this about Jamal Adams because, you know, I, I thought this was a pretty neat stat and I, di- I didn't realize this, but he recorded his nine and a half sacks on the season, which is a, a record for a DB. And so, oh. uh, you know, he's he's balling right now. And I think he also has a record for having, I think it's four straight weeks for having a sack in a game for a DB. So, a DB. you know, he's uh, he's really providing a good a good a uh, asset for this defense. You know, the trade for him that Seattle made to try to revamp that uh, Legion of Boom, if you will, uh, for that football team. And he's leading the way, uh, playing uh, good football in the secondary for a team that's <laughs> been having problems getting to the quarterback. You know, you know they've added Carlos Dunlap along with uh, Jamal Adams and and some others there across the front. They've seen to be uh, getting that under wraps as as we in in the near this. Uh, get to the end of this season uh, so far for the Seahawks. Yeah, um, credit to Jamal Adams, because I can remember in the offseason, um, Greg Williams, who no longer has a job because he <laughs> right. ran engage eight, kind of said that Jamal Adams wouldn't be able to play like he wanted to over there in he Seattle. He did say that. that. And, yeah. and now he's eating at Crow. Um, they, they, they're using him. They're using him similar to that, that younger Earl Thomas position that uh you were used to seeing in the legion of booming he's all over the field so i mean that that, that's unreal to see a db that's probably going to finish the season with double digit sacks uh so with him there and dunlap bringing pressure on the edge man again the defense 
if they can just get the 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 small version of the Legion of Boom, um, they got an offense that's just potent. They can go play with anybody. That's exactly right. And like you said, this this weekend, man, it's a huge game. They got to play the Rams. It's, it's a division title, if you will, at this point, even though they finished up the 49ers. But, it, you know, this weekend is going to pretty much decide the NFC West. Uh, you know, the Cardinals, they're, they're kind of much they're, – they're out of out of winning the division, they're, even though they're still holding a wild card place. But, you know, this game has is, is got a lot of implications on it, uh, you know, against the Rams coming up this weekend. Going to number four, the Washington football team. Of course, we just talked about them losing to Seattle 20 to 15, snaps their four-game win streak. You know, the loss of the crafty veteran man proved to be costly for this football team as Haskins has to has to play and threw the ball 55 times. And and, and Mr. J. Lou, what have we said about having to throw the ball over 50 times in a game? Over 50 times in a game is gonna get you beat. Every and, time. And then I don't Washington was my pick. To make the playoffs, I called it. I called it when Alex Smith first got in. That you that did. Was the best quarterback did. in the league. Yeah. And I'm hoping. I'm hoping with the calf injury. <laughs> I mean, they said it's kind of. He already lost some calf muscle from that horrible leg injury he had. So right. it's a, a strain's a little different for him than somebody normal. But I, I tell you, Ed, if it wasn't the end of the season, a playoff push. I think Haskins would have been cut off this team. Uh, I, 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 think I think they're in a position where they have no choice to play him. And all you can hope for is that you got some kind of veteran in that locker room that can get through to him. Because um, you see somebody who they, they already been down on him since last year. Right. You, you lose a game that you needed to win. And then you own the, you got pictures being at the strip club. Oh man, I mean, at the club, man. At the club, somebody's got to get to that young guy and just, you know, get his head on. Cause I mean, I don't, he came from the Ohio state. You he always did. used to play in big games up there in Ohio state, but he did. a lot of things you starting to see with some of these, <laughs> these newer young generation stars that are coming in from these big time colleges, college and the NFL is different. You was a man in college. You can get away with a lot of that in college, but now you're playing grown man ball and they're not going to let you get away with going to the strip club. That's right. you, I mean, at the end of the day, you you messing up my money is how some of those players on the team look <laughs> at it, man. So, uh, again, they got they got a, a tough challenge this week against the Panthers. That's kind of a reunion against uh, for Riverboat Ron. Mm -hmm. um, so you're hoping that he can get them. They have to find a way to minimize Haskins controlling the game. Um, I think Washington has the defense. I mean, you saw him hold Seattle 20 points. Right. Washington, the last few weeks, their defense has been has been rocking. If they can hold Carolina to about two touchdowns, mm -hmm. uh, then they give themselves a chance in this game. Exactly, and and like you mentioned, the defense has been playing well. They <laughs> they might have to do more of this. They scored 14 points last week. We saw, <laughs> uh, you know, pick six and a fumble return by Chase Young, and, and but this week they they didn't uh, provide those points, and it proved to be costly. But you got to give them credit though. Uh, they had a a a comeback there at the end, and almost. You know, had a chance to win this game, but couldn't convert on the fourth down. If they give up a third down sack, you know that's the sack we mentioned by Carlos Dunlap. Uh, and the offense was ten to seventeen on third down, man. But the turnovers, the two turnovers they had, and the four sacks, plus they couldn't run the ball, was yeah. the eventual demise of this team. And like you said, you know, Haskins going to be the guy in the next couple of weeks that's going to be uh, riding this, uh, leading this team for the playoffs. He's got to get his head on straight. He cannot be out there doing things to jeopardize his status. You know, until Alex Smith gets back, he's got to hold the ship uh, uh, upright, and so they can make it to the playoffs and, and give them a chance to uh, to get in. Because I think they'll be a dangerous football team because they have a great defense, a young defense, and it can cause some problems with some of these other teams in, in the NFC. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, they're they're gonna whoever wins the NFC East is going to get that number four seed. Um, and right now, you would think, even though all four teams are still el- eligible right now, you would think it comes down to the Washington Football Team or the Eagles. And I feel like both of those teams can be one of those. You're gonna hate to take that loss to them in the first round if you're because you you have a better record. I mean, they're gonna have a losing record, but you have a better record than them. But I think both of them are a young, dangerous team that if they if they either one of them they can sneak in in that four seed, um, that's gonna be a tough matchup for the for the five. Right, and you know, and right now, of course, it's the Rams. But you know, it just depends on what happens in the next few weeks. It could be Tampa Bay. It could be you know the the Cardinals. But a lot is still on the table. And so, like you said, it's gonna be a tough matchup. Whoever gets it out of those bottom four teams. Oh yeah. And so, uh, like you said, they got the Panthers coming up this week, and they go travel to Philadelphia, which could, you know, as a camp, it could be a division division, be championship, division championship game. game. Yeah. So we'll see what happens after week sixteen. As fun as that sounds, but man, I mean, you wouldn't be saying, you know, you would have thought you would say that here a few weeks ago, but here we are, man. Week sixteen, and both the Eagles and the and the Washington Football Team are still in the hunt for the NFC East. Man, I had to be proud of myself because I didn't call them the other. I didn't call them the mascot I, this week. A, I, like I, kept, I was waiting. I was like, okay, I think we're gonna catch it this time. We, we, we made it through and it called yeah. them the football team. Right, right. <laughs> progress, man. We got progress yes, going sir. on on the show, man. Midweek heat. <laughs> so the five seeds, you got the Rams at nine and five, and so the Rams being seventeen point, seventeen point favorites. 17-point favorites, man. Look, I'm going to say they were looking ahead, Mr. Lou. I'm going to tell you, man, because this was the trap of all traps, and they fell right for it, and they fell hard. But you got to give the Jets credit, man. They played a gutsy uh, game, gutsy performance, uh, and, you know, had to lead at halftime, and then 20-3 midway through the third. But anyways, it proved to be too much for the Rams to overcome at the end. That's exactly what I was about to say. And it goes back to what we talked about at the top of the show, uh, bad teams always will find a way to give the game back. Uh, and the Jets almost gave this one back. I mean, the Rams had two quick scoring drives, and he's like, okay, here we go. Right. They, they, fi- they finally woke up and realized that it's time to play. But um, the, the, the Jets, credit to that Jets defense and that, yes. that, that team, uh, they, they buckled down at the end. Um, and at the end, it was just the, the Rams just ran out of time. And, I, again, I'm, I'm with you. This was the trap of all traps. Uh, we, we've been calling the Jets the bye week. <laughs> right. We was even disrespecting them. Yeah, we was even disrespecting them, calling them the bye week. But the Rams, I truly feel like the Rams was looking ahead to that, that showdown they got in Seattle this week. And you could cost yourself – they can't get the one now for sure, but you cost yourself possibly the two, three seed. And now you, you look at it potentially going on the road the first week of the playoffs. That is that is exactly right, and you know they have to really. I'm not gonna say that they can't uh, uh, potentially get a home playoff game. It's gonna be tough, like you said. A lot of football left to play. They got the Seahawks this week, and they got the Cardinals the week after that. Two division games with a lot on the line as far as that goes. Uh, but they got to get the offense going. You know, Jared Goff was sacked three times. Akers only had 63 yards rushing as a team. They rushed 114. That was a week after he rushed 171 yards. Yeah. So it, so. You know, give the credit to the Jets all the way around. You know, in the offense, like you mentioned, they they had a chance to to, uh, to tie the game up late. They came up short on a fourth down conversion with four minutes left in the game. And uh, the Jets did what we've been talking about. They dominated the time possession, uh, controlling the clock, running the ball. And, you know, at the end of the day, they stopped the Jets. And, I mean, they stopped the Rams from, from, from coming back. And the Jets converted on a third and six to seal a victory. And so 
You do, had, who, you do know who converted that third and six, don't yes, you? Yes, sir. Frank Gore. The, the old trusted no. veteran Frank the Gore. Old, <laughs> the old trusted veteran Frank Gore, yes. man. They're still caught, playing at caught, 42. Look, <laughs> looked like he caught the ball and backed up for it because he caught backwards towards the line. I was like, oh, man. You, you got to love Frank Gore, man. The ageless like, wonder, man. The age, they, they, talk about, uh, they talk about LeBron in basketball trying to stick right. around and play with his son. Right. Frank Gore, give him a couple more years. He can play with old Junior as well. Right. Him, Frank Gore, and Larry Fitzgerald, yeah, Larry. both of be still playing. But like you said, man, the Rams got some tough games left. Trip to Seattle in week 16, and then, of course, the Cardinals at home, which could determine whether they even win the division or, or make the playoffs. Or make so, the playoffs. And yes. so, you know, it's a, it's a lot on the line there. Sitting at six, though, is Tampa Bay 9-5. And so, you know, Mr. Lou, I'm, I'm kind of upset. I got, I got something to say right here, man. <laughs> You know, for those those that were able to see some of this game, it was some controversy in the game. And yes. I'm not one to talk about the officials, and I'm not going to. But, man, there was a play in this game. Uh, Fournette had the ball, <clears throat> ran. It was third and about two, I believe. He comes up what we see as a yard short, right? Converted. Well, on- well, well short. Well short. <laughs> Well, sure. I think he had to get to the nine, maybe, uh-huh. if I remember correctly. He was at the 10 or either by in front of the 10. He wasn't behind the 10. Mm-mm. And so when you look at the measurement, the ball was like, I'm going to say, I'm going to say about half inch or less uh-huh. away from the, the, the first down line, the game stick. And they gave him a first down. Mm-hmm. They gave him a first down when you saw air between the ball and the yard, the game's uh, stick. Thick, and yes. so I'm trying to figure out, how, how does that even work when the ball has to at least be on the stick or past the stick to be awarded a first down? And so I really didn't like that uh, <laughs> by this crew. And if you look at it, and of course, they got conspiracy theorists all over the place about anything. Oh, yeah. But if you look at it, there was a video that they had a different angle uh, where it looks like the official moved the ball from his, from his, his first spot of his first foot spot. to another mm-hmm. spot. And that even that even made it even more questionable to me. But you know, and, and even the commentators of the game was like, yes. "Man, this looks kind of funny." I'm not saying nothing about conspiracy, but man, this was a uh, that was ugly. That was, was really ugly, ugly that they it stole the game. Ugly. I'm gonna say they stole the game away from my now. Could they have come back and won? I don't know because they were still down. But you know, you, you never know what happens if they get the ball back there and they they end up holding Tampa Bay on fourth down. Well, you know, they were in field goal. Tampa Bay was in field goal range regardless. But you would have gave Atlanta a chance to come back and at least try to drive the field and score. I mean, I'm just, you know, it was just, to me, it was just, you know, just some crazy stuff that happened in that football game. Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, you you, you do every, the league always wants to face Tom Brady. (laughs) You want to try to get him some some dubs. I mean, poor, poor Falcons fans. Tom Brady just owns no he league does. is safe from Atlanta against him. Um, Cause you, and we both mentioned that, you know, we thought Atlanta would come out and play better. They've been playing some better defensive ball. Right. Um, I, I still don't like the Tampa Bay's offense. Um, I still think it's out to get them beat. Um, I think you think you had Brady throwing for over 40 times. Uh, yeah. 45. Yeah, I mean, they granted, granted you were behind 17. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you as you started cutting it in, you got to find a better way to mix and match that. And I just I don't think Brady has the the arm or the tools to to get it done like he would back in the uh, Randy Moss Tom Brady connection. I mean, he's got the weapons, but he don't have the the, the arm. So um, they, now they, these two teams will play each other again 
next week. Um, right. So it's curious to see if you see Atlanta do anything different um, that game or if we lay down, because um, that one I think is in Tampa. But it's that that this win that win kind of almost but did everything but solidify Tampa Bay's spot. Yeah. Um, at least in the playoffs. Um, and I think it'll be it'll be unique trying to see Brady in the playoffs. This will be the first time that he's been a wild card team as far as going on the road because uh, he won't Tampa Bay won't have a home game. So. Interesting to see how he can rally the troops there, but they're, they're going to have to find a way to start getting a run game in Tampa because he, Tom Brady's just not going to be able to do it on his own. And, you know, if you look at, you know, outside of the Packers, you got if, – if, if the top four stays packed as it is right now, mm-hmm. you know, they could potentially – you know, it just depends on where they finish. They could be playing the Saints, the Seahawks, or the Washington football team. All those teams can play pretty pretty solid defense, uh, and you know the the Saints got a victory over Tampa Bay early in the season. They, they kind of beat the brakes off the brakes off of them twice, <laughs> twice, and so uh, so you know it, it it remains to be seen what happens with this team going in. Of course, they couldn't run the football that well against the Falcons. Credit to the Falcons defense, but like you said, it still looks like it's that uh, huge chunk play offense that you know Brady's not particularly well suited for at this point in his career he's more the dink and dunk guy uh but you know one positive for them they get donovan smith back from the COVID list uh you yeah. know brady's left tackle and so he protects the blind side so good for them uh they got the lions coming up this week uh tough game not sure if Stafford's gonna play he did get he got pulled from this past week because uh, of his ribs you know he took a few shots there was slow to get up and then like you mentioned they got the falcons to finish up uh so a lot still on the table for for the uh the buccaneers no division title of course maybe uh, depending on what happened to the Saints. But, yeah, you know, the Saints yeah. got the tiebreaker. The Saints got the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, they still have a lot to play for, uh, you know, holding on to that number six seed and potentially moving up some, depending on what happens with the Rams and uh, and going forward. At number seven, you got the Cards at eight and six. They beat the Eagles. That was a great football game, uh, by Very the way. Very good football uh, game. 33 and oh, 26. Very good football game with two young stud quarterbacks. Man. Yes, sir. I agree. Uh, we we ain't going to talk about the Eagles, but the Eagles got some uh, quarterback controversy, I think, this year. I think I think Jalen has played his way to, to keep that role. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what they do. I agree with you. Uh, and, you know, I've been seeing Carson Wentz need to put up his house for sale sign yes. and stuff on, <laughs> on social media. So we'll see, man. But you had a, a, a duel of former Oklahoma uh, University, Oklahoma Sooner quarterbacks. You know, Murray yeah. gets the better of them this time. Uh, you know, keep the cars alive for the playoffs and that, and that number seven seed. And, uh, you know, in the meantime, the Eagles fall to fourth in the FC East. And so they've almost, you know, pretty much played their way out of the playoffs, but they're still alive, mm-hmm. barely. A lot of, <laughs> lot, to, lot to still be played for. And, uh, you know, Murray, like you said, it was a, a great battle between two young studs. Murray had four, six, and three touchdowns and 29 rushing yards and a touchdown. And Hertz he had 338 and three touchdowns, 63 yards rushing. Uh, uh, you know, as his performance. so great game for both these young quarterbacks. Yeah, very, very good game, a uh, big battle. Um, you, you see why I say the cards are a dangerous team. Um, the D-Hop again, I guess my, Kyler Murray and, and Cliff has have figured out, get the ball to your, your number one receiver and right. let him do work. He had nine, I think, on 11 targets, something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. Uh, 169 and a touchdown. But, I mean, as he goes, this offense goes. And then – um, Murray's just dynamic anytime 
he can move outside of the pocket. So, um, and they got a they got a solid defense, a, a good young solid defense, a good young solid team. Mm-hmm. Um, if they can get in, if they can hold on and get in in this seven seed or six seed, um, they're going to be they're going to give they're going to give the two and three seed a handful that uh, won't be an easy out uh, that wild card weekend. You're right. You know, we it's funny that we had just talked about this the last few weeks about DeAndre Hopkins is how he was frustrated that he hadn't been getting enough <laughs> yes. touches, man. And I'm telling you, man, somebody been listening to the show, man. I'm they telling you, somebody been, been listening. Man. Because the past few weeks, man, they've been making a conservative effort to get him the ball. And like you mentioned, he had nine nine reception. He think it was 11 targets. He had 11 targets last week as well for 169. So they finally realized that they got to get they beat their ball the ball to their beast and let him eat on that secondary. Catches. Over the last two catches. weeks. Oh, the last catches. two weeks. That's exactly <laughs> right. So, you know, they jumped out 16. Then they had a safety by the defense. And then, uh, you know, after DeAndre Hopkins fumbles the ball and, and, and a block punt, they set up that touchdown. And so uh, that was in the first quarter. And they had another 10 in the second quarter. But the Eagles scored 20 points of their own in the second, uh, cutting the deficit to 26 to 20 at halftime. And then you saw how it ended. A, almost a Hail Mary completed by Jalen yes. Hurts. A uh, great football game. The Eagles have a bright future quarterback. But – the Cardinals, you got to give them credit. Defense did well, had six sacks. And, uh, you know, despite the three turtles by the offense, the defense was able to seal it up at the end to keep their playoff hopes alive. And, man, they got a tough schedule as well. They got the 49ers coming up at home this week, and that's not going to be an easy win. That's another no. team that's going to play you tough regardless of who they got at quarterback. And I know that uh, uh, Mullins got hurt again and uh, potentially going to be playing this week. And then, uh, you know, week 17, they got to go to the Rams, which could be a lot on the line. Uh, yeah. at, at that point, it could be for the number seven seed, you know, depending on what happens with the Rams. For them, the two or three for the Rams, who knows what it is for the Rams. So um, they got some good playoff games. I, I agree with you. Uh, the 49ers, offensively, the 49ers are going to be challenged, but defensively, right. they still rocking and rolling on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and all it takes is a, a bounce here or there on the turnover, and it can be a, you can be behind. So um, the, the cards – Got a, a good good schedule coming up as far as to get them ready for the playoffs. Um, you, I'm glad to see them starting to, to come back around to the cards earlier. We mentioned earlier when they were six and three, you know, with that youngness of the team, right. where they rattle a little bit. So it seems like they've weathered that storm, and you're hoping that now they, they're ready for that playoff push. Yeah, because like you mentioned, it, it's going to be tough the next few weeks, and, and these games will get them battle-tested uh, for the playoffs if they do make it in that number oh, seven yeah. seed. Sitting at number eight right on the heels and, and number nine of the Bears at seven and seven. Of course, they beat the Vikings, and, you know, the Vikings – they're still alive, but their their life is very, very slim uh, <laughs> yes. right now. You know, you had Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky playing. He 15 of 21 for 202 yards and a touchdown. But again, the winning formula is running the football, and David Montgomery has 32 carries for 146 yards and two touchdowns to keep their slim playoff hopes alive. You know, Dalvin Cooks, even though he had 132 yards, the defense was able to seal the win by Eddie Jackson uh, picking the end zone for a touchback with a few seconds left in the game to get the Bears the victory, man. And they keep their slim hopes alive, but they have – to continue to win, and there's a lot that got to happen for, for yeah, them to get in the playoffs. A lot that got to happen. Um, <laughs> now, you would think the Bears got a good shot this week going against the Jags. Um, I think the Jags are going to be in full tank mode. Now that they know they got the number one, they, oh, they, man. they really man. might be in tank mode. <laughs> right. um, and then they, we already yeah. mentioned they finished with the Packers when we saw the Packers schedule. So um, you're glad to see the Bears start to get a run game. Uh, that defense is always going to be solid and come to play. 
Um, but glad to see, uh, I mean, the Bears put up 33 points. Um, so right. thought, when did, when did they do that last? When did they do that? So <laughs> if they could keep that run game going and kind of minimize uh, Trubisky's uh, opportunity to give you mistakes, mm-hmm. um, kind of make let him be a game manager kind of like he was this past Sunday, then um, they got a chance. And like you said, they, they, they need a lot of help um, to get in. But right now they still, they, they, they're there. Uh, they're knocking on the door. Because um, we just mentioned you got the, the Cardinals are the, the only team right up this right above them, a game above them. Uh, who knows? After this weekend, y'all might be tied. Might be tied. Um, but if they take a loss and you take a you take a win, then that, that sets up a lot for week uh, week seventeen. So uh, the Bears gonna have to continue to play like the monsters of the Midwest, run the ball, uh, stop the run, and just play some solid defense. That's exactly right. With the Jags on the road and then the pack, like you mentioned, in week 17, which could be a, a crucial game for the Bears to get into the playoffs. And we already kind of mentioned the Vikings. They're sitting at that nine seed at six and eight. They have to win, and a lot of other things have to happen. Yes. <laughs> uh, they have a tough game on the road versus the Saints, and then they finish up in Detroit at week 17. But a lot of football left, and, and we'll see what happens, man. It's, anything can happen over these last few weeks, and, and every team, as far as uh, the Bears and the Vikes are including that group, are still alive. Uh, for the NFC playoffs. And so now as we switch over to the AFC, of course, sitting at number one is, is Kansas City, 13-1. and one, They clinched the division. Nine straight wins. Like like we mentioned earlier against the Saints this past week, although that score was a little close, they dominated this football game. 40 mm-hmm. minutes of, of time of possession is, is domination of a game. And like you mentioned, 41 rushes, 479 yards. Uh, and, you know, you got to give credit to Andy Reid. We talked about it last week and the week before that, he – he might be out coaching himself, but he kind of got to, got in the groove this weekend and realized he needed to run that football to control this game. I feel like uh, is it Eric Beanie? Beanie? I think Beanie took over, um, and I think he took over play calling this game mm-hmm. um, and got back to to basics. Now you hope that uh, that injury isn't serious. Uh, yes, uh, it was. It was uh, Hilaire. Um, but it was nice to see them have, a, a, and they got a good run game. There's a balance. I mean, you got you got Clyde, you got uh, Ladavion Bell. Um, so they got a good run game. And just think about this for a second: the most potent offense in the league that can score in ten seconds held the ball forty minutes. You don't stand a chance if they can do that. You already don't stand a chance because if they get on the field, they can uh, they can get to, to rocking and rolling. But to, to be able to hold the ball uh, that long with that team, uh, that, that's scary. That's <laughs> that scary. Is, that is scary. Because, <laughs> you know, that's the formula we, we say that how you beat KC. You keep yes. the ball from them, you know, for that much time of the game. And you keep uh, Mahomes on the sideline and you got a chance to beat them. But when they're doing that, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's a whole nother level of football yeah, that, right there. I, that, that is a – I mean, it's like they unlocked another cheat code. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And with them on the verge of, of, of clinching that number one seed throughout the playoffs, man, it's going to be tough. That's another place, just like the Lambeau Field, that's tough to play yes. in. Uh, uh, in the playoffs and have the go-to and win, although they won't have the fans there that they would normally have in Arrowhead, but it's a tough place to play. The weather is tough. The the field conditions can be bad. Yes. And uh, as you saw last year when they had home at field advantage, they took advantage of it and they went all the way to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl. Uh, but they'll be a tough be- a tough out. Uh, you know, I don't. Somebody's gonna have to really dominate the game as far as running the ball and, and cause them to uh, come off the field on third down a lot. If they yes. can, if that's even possible, and 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 get after Mahomes and make him get out of that pocket and you know pressure him some to beat him because you know if they can play a ball control offensive game like they did this week, they, I mean I don't see anybody gonna beat them. 
I don't either, man. They 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 they're playing on a different atmosphere right now. Um, they, they just look unstoppable. You got to think. I think you got to go all the way back to where you mentioned they won with nine straight wins. So mm-hmm. you're talking about early in the season when they first lost to the the Raiders. The Raiders. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, they just they're clicking on all cylinders. The defense is is solid enough. Um, with the playmakers it has on defense and then their offense again, we we know that that's just Hall of Fame status. So it's it's going to take them being on an off game and the other team being on a great A game to to beat them. But right now it looks like the path to the Super Bowl will run through Kansas City, um, and it looks like this team is destined to be the first repeat in a few years since the Pats. Yeah, because <clears throat> if they come out of the AFC, which they the likelihood of them doing that, you know, is very high. I, I just don't see a team in the NFC that can match up with them. No. Uh, to even slow them down uh, nope. as far as defensive wise. Now, y- you know, the, 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 the Packers could give Packers, problems because yeah. they can run the ball. But as far as defensive wise, maybe the Rams, you know, uh, you know, Washington the football. Ra- team, the Rams, maybe. the Rams is, is, is probably a good one simply because you, well, the Rams will allow themselves to match up on Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Because you will automatically put Jalen on on Tyreek. Um, mm-hmm. So if, if he takes him down, you can kind of roll your coverage towards Kelsey. Right. Um, and then Aaron Donald strong up the front. The Rams probably had the best weapons to even attempt to slow down um, right. this machine. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll see, man. It's, yes. it's a lot of football left to go. And, you know, you just don't line it. You just don't win the, the playoffs on paper. So they got a, they got some teams they're going to have to beat to get out of AFC. It's not going to be easy. No, uh, no. But, uh, you know, they're, they're the head-zone favorite right now to come out of the AFC the way they're playing. You know, they got the Falcons coming up this weekend, and then they finish up with the Chargers at home. Both games are at home. home. And I don't see them dropping either one of those Chargers. Maybe they might want, might want to rest some guys mm-hmm. uh, during that week to uh, just to be make sure they, they're healthy going into the playoffs. But, but we'll see. Uh, sitting number two, we got, we got a new number two this week. Yes, we the do. The Buffalo Bills. And, uh, you know, somebody was making mention. They told us that this was going to happen. But it's a lot of football left was my response. But, uh-huh. you know, good good, good job of predicting that. I, I, I think that was the writing on the wall. Everybody could see that coming. But, anyway, the Bills uh, clinched the AFC East first time since 95. So, you give them, give them, give them a shout-out for that, man. man that's the- first time <laughs> since you was playing high school quarterback, wasn't you? <laughs> was you done, buddy? No, no, I was at Tech then. So. Tech, okay, you yeah, Tech. Yeah. So, but that's still, that's a long time. <laughs> that's a long time, man, for them to be uh, division champs uh, you know, for the first time. And winners of seven and eight. Uh, you know, you look at the Bills, they could probably give KC some problems because they can score. Yes. Uh, and, and if they can come up with a couple stops, they can score, you know, and, and outscore maybe. maybe. Uh, but, you know, again, you, you, which Buffalo defense is going to show up? Is it going to be the one that can, can shut down the Steelers and hold them to 15 points? Or is it going to be the one that played the Titans and gave up 42 points? And exactly. so it just depends on what team shows up. You know, anybody can be beat any given day. But you, like I said, you got to give them credit. They uh, they took a halftime lead of 21-13 to 13 and blew it open with 17 unanswered in the third quarter. And that was uh, led by a fumble return by Jerry Hughes uh, for the defense. And so, mm-hmm. you know, what else can you say about the Bills, man? They're one of the hottest teams right now going down the stretch. Man, the Bills got to be kicking themselves over that Hail Mary. Because <laughs> one, one game back is better than two games back right now. But, you yes. know, they're, they're a Hail Mary away from winning eight in a row um, right. from that standpoint. But they, they've got over the hump with winning the division. Um, I think they go put it on the Pats um, this week. Um 
And again, as quiet as it's kept, and he, he just isn't getting the praise because I think everybody's waiting for, for him to collapse. Josh Allen, man, I, I just can't say enough about what he's doing. Right, right. Um, again, it continues to go to show you get a team, a number one receiver. Um, you get a young man. quarterback, a number one receiver who is a true number one, mm-hmm. and that opens up things for everybody else. I mean, Cole Beasley's having – all uh, Pro Bowl type uh, uh, numbers he's putting up, and a lot mm-hmm. of that is because of digs. And and what I like to see about um, your Kyler Murray's that we talked about with the Cardinals and mm-hmm. Josh Allen, everybody knows that you're gonna guard digs. Yet right. the man still had 11 catches. Right. When you're feeding your dogs, when you when you feed them like that, that's even that that helps motivate that wide receiver. And then the, the Bills got a good run game. Uh, this was my team. I said last week that I thought in the AFC could give Kansas City a run for it. The, the Bills did. are built. They're built to play in cold weather. I mean, they play in Buffalo. So they built right. to play in cold weather. Right. Um, and I think I think as quiet as it's kept, Josh Allen, uh, he has a he has a cannon on him. Um, mm-hmm. A very strong, powerful arm that you will need in some of these cold weather games uh, as it gets cold. So um, the Bills, I think they're they're on the right track to continue to roll. And again, it's going to be a dangerous. Now that they got, now that they can taste that two seed, it's, I don't see them relinquishing. It's going to be hard to, for somebody for the Steelers or, or the Titans or somebody to jump up there and take that from them. Yeah, and, and you know, like you said, they got to go to New England this weekend to play the the Pats. Uh, I see that as a tough game. I see that as yes. a tough game. Uh, you know, Belichick is out of the playoffs for the first time in what eleven consecutive seasons okay. or whatever yes. it might be. And so uh, there's still some pride there uh, for, for, for Belichick and the Patriots. And then they finish up with the Dolphins, which, you know, that game could be meaningful for the Dolphins at that point, but yes. it might not be too much for the Bills. But, uh, you know, the defense had three sacks, but they gave up 140 yards rushing. And so that's got to be some concern uh, for the Bills is, is, you know, they have struggled here uh, as of late and in the past, earlier in the season, excuse me, uh, defending the run. And so that's something they probably need to shore up uh, going into the playoffs, but like you said, Josh Allen, man, is uh, on the MVP campaign uh, with his numbers he's putting up, and you know they got a solid run game with uh, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. It's a team that that's built to go a long way in the playoffs. Again, I, I believe, and and, and I, we've said this before, it's all going to depend on uh, Josh Allen and uh, who's going to show up, you know, for him and his his play. Is it going to be the yes. guy that's going to throw you interceptions, or this guy that's playing, you know, lights out right now? And so. Uh, a lot of football left to be played for the Bills. You know, good to see that they've got back in the play- – or, or, I'm sorry, not back in the playoffs, but have won the AFC East uh, first time in a long time. And uh, sky's the limit for this team, man. They're going to be a tough out for whoever gets them in the first round. Yeah, I, I'll say the one thing you like about this team is they already have a playoff football experience for the most part. Right. Took an took a, took a ugly loss last year to the Texans, so got that bad taste in their mouth. Mm-hmm. But – you were able to get that year of experience under your belt and, and know what to look forward to and know how you got to do adjustments going forward. So, um, again, I, I'm with you. I, I'm excited to see, and it all rides on Josh Allen. That's exactly right. So, sitting number three, man, and, you know, we talked about this team here Ooh. a few weeks ago, uh, 11-0, and we both said that uh, they wouldn't go undefeated, and we agreed to that. And, and I, I think we both agree that they really wasn't that good. It is yes. my opinion. I didn't think they were as good as their record was. Uh, and I only said it because I kind of watched some of their games. You know, they really wasn't dominating the, the, the really good teams. Even though they jumped out uh, on the Titans uh, mm-hmm. early in that game, they held on to, to win. But, you know, you saw the struggles. They weren't running the ball. 
And you saw what's happened in the last three weeks, three straight losses, and they lost to the Bengals 27-17. And again, and I think this is your Hall of Fame quarterback that you're going to mention <laughs> yes. that looks like Father Time is creeping up on him because he struggles again for the third straight week. Uh, you know, Big Ben, 20 or 38 for 170 yards and one touchdown. So, Big Ben, I love Big Ben. I love <laughs> Big Ben. Father Time has quickly caught up this year with him. Um, his And I saw it on the game a couple of weeks ago and then this, this past Monday night. Mm-hmm. There is no velocity on his throws. You got to remember, he did have, I, I believe it was elbow surgery uh, mm-hmm. last year mm-hmm. that he hurt, and I was on his throwing arm, I believe. Yep. So, mm-hmm. I mean, is the cold weather starting to affect that some? I mean, arthritis happens to everybody. Yep. So, I mean, that's what point of it. But, I mean, there's no velocity there. And you can attack them because they can't run the ball. So, if I know you're going to pass the ball the entire time, I can load up for that. And you're starting to see a defense that I think has is worn down. You got injuries uh, at the linebackers that we talked about a couple of weeks ago is going to be crucial. Right. Um, they, they, they got they got a uh, blessing in disguise when um, Watt wasn't seriously hurt. Right. Um, he went down this past Monday, but he was able to bounce back. But when you got a defense that's probably been on the field a lot more like their defense is having to play, mm-hmm. um, their defense is to the point, I think their defense is now stressing themselves out because they got to go out there and feel like they got to score. Right. Uh, they got to they got to create a turnover. They got to create the splash play because the offense is. Just, I mean, it was at one point one stat they showed on the game they had went like nine possessions in a row on three and outs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just and you didn't you wasn't seeing it. So I agree with you. I think we both agreed that they were not in Kansas City's uh, class when they were undefeated. Um, and a lot of the a lot of the rankings had them behind Kansas City or Green Bay anyway when they were still undefeated. But mm-hmm. you're hoping they don't have an easy schedule to they finish don't. the season. They don't. Um, so, I mean, it's, again, it's it, never what I thought we'd be talking about a team week 16 that started 11 and 0 and they still ain't locked up their division. Man, I'm telling you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the run game is, is the problem. You know, Bennett Snell Jr., he had 18 carries for 84 yards and a touchdown, but no other back had more than two carries beside mm-hmm. him. And so, you know, okay, granted he had a pretty decent game, but they cannot run the football. Their run game is not effective, and with Big Ben struggling the way he is, the offense had three turnovers. Uh, you know, you mentioned the defense and the injuries catching up with it. Only had two sacks, and this is a team we talked about it just last week and maybe week four as well that was averaging at one time five sacks a game. Yeah. Now you're not even getting that, and that's that just changes the whole dynamic of this defense that was once one of, the, and they're still you know top five. No, don't get oh, me yeah. wrong. Oh, but, yes. you know, they're not as scary as they were, if you want to say, if, if you want to say it that way, as they were just about three or four weeks ago. Yeah, no, they're not, man. And again, it, we talked about it when you lose uh, your Bud Dupree mm-hmm. um, and your uh, um, Devin, Bush. Devin Bush, uh-huh. when you lose when you lose them and I can game plan against Watt, you roll in more coverage to Watt. Now, again, one thing I'll continue to say about Tomlin, they blitz DBs and everybody, they, they do a lot of blitzing. <laughs> um, so this game, this game this Sunday has to be between the two slowest quarterbacks in the league. I mean, Big Ben's a statue, Philip Rivers is awkward. I mean, so right. I, I feel like we'll see blitzing. The Colts don't do a lot of blitzing, but I think you'll see a lot of pressure applied from both sides because both of these quarterbacks can throw you ducks. Um, but uh, the one difference will be that can the Steelers find a run game this Sunday and can they stop the run game this Sunday? 
Yeah, because they coming into a, a rookie running back, and we'll talk more about him in a minute, that's yes. really hitting his stride late in the season uh, with the Colts. And uh, so to think about this, uh, Mr. J. Lou. They got the Colts this week, and they go to the Browns in week 17. We could see a flip-flop uh, yes. in this three seed and the five seed potentially here in the next few weeks if the Browns continue to win and the Steelers – you know, if they happen to uh, lose against the, the Colts, that Week 17 game is the division championship game, and you, and you're looking at the 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 Steelers potentially being the five or even maybe the six seed, yes. uh, if you will, and going on the road instead of playing at home, and uh, you know, so it's a lot a lot of the line for the Steelers, and hopefully Tomlin uh, can come up with a way to get his team back on track, man, and get some wins going and get some generating back in that locker room because right now they're struggling. You know, and I know Big Ben came out a few weeks ago. So, ah, you know, we're not worried about it. It's not, we're not struggling. But no, it's now it's time to start yeah, being concerned. Start worrying. <laughs> I mean, it's every every team goes through it where you play some bad ball uh, throughout the, the the grind of the season. You don't want to be playing your bad ball comes December and January, right? Um, especially exactly. when you got goals to to host a Lombardi Trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, they they have to turn it around. And again, you're hoping that. Um, they could turn them maybe and maybe now that the sense of urgency might kick in as crazy as that sounds because mm-hmm. now you in a now you go for fighting for your playoff lives by I mean it's a difference between being at home in the playoffs and having to be on the road and so now that you having to fight for that that might kick that sense of urgency in and you might see that still a scene that we saw on um, the first half of the season right and so as we as we move on at the four seed still uh four this week you got the Titans sitting at 10 and four uh again I, I think they did what they were supposed to do uh yes. this past week uh they beat the Lions 46 to 25 but behind an explosive offensive performance uh scored 22 points in the fourth fourth quarter to break up to break open a game that was rather close uh considering you know the game and how it went uh 24 to 18 Tannehill of course uh Pro Bowl snub what, what can you say man he was efficient again 21 to 27 273 yards three touchdowns and rushed for two touchdowns as well and then, of course, you got the beast being the beast as he is. 24 carries for 147 yards and a touchdown. And uh, and then what, what else can you say about Corey Davis and A.J. Brown, man, after this game? <laughs> Again, we keep saying uh, it's who, – who knows what they're going to do in Nashville here on the offseason because, I mean, Corey Davis has – Corey Davis needs A.J. Brown as much as A.J. Brown needs Corey Davis. That's exactly right. Um, And, and that's just not a tandem that you want to break up now, especially with them both being young. You got at least a couple more years on A.J.'s um, contract before you have to think about that coming up. Um, And, and that, that, that offense, man, I mean, you, you have some historic offensive numbers being put up mm-hmm. by this Titans team, which uh, let's just be honest, part of it is because the defense is historically bad. <laughs> right. um, so I agree with you. I think they did what they were supposed to do the last two weeks uh, against the Jaguars and the Lions. Uh, and again, that's why I talked about uh, earlier. You like to see the, the culture that Vrabel's building mm-hmm. uh, because in the past you would have thought the Titans would lay down. And again, Cincinnati was a, 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 a cluster this early in the season, but you're used to seeing Titans teams lose games they're supposed to, that they're supposed to win. So exactly. to see them kind of turn the corner the last two weeks and what I would consider two weeks the worst of trap games mm-hmm. um, to, to have some, meaning, some meaningful balls to be able to play. Um, and again, having locked up the division, having locked up a playoff berth. But you, the 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 arrows trending up for this team. 
Yeah, and we, we've kind of talked about this already, but, you know, like you said, Corey Davis, you got A.J. Brown. You can't forget John Smith. That is a trio yes. that is yes. a good young core going forward for this football uh, uh, organization and, and what they're trying to build on, uh, you know, the success they're trying to build on that they've had over the last few seasons. And so they keep those guys in check, that nucleus. And you like the fact that uh, Darrington Evans showed up and, and got some good uh, meaningful plays this past week as well. And so you got to see what he's got, what he brings to the table, his speed, his catching ability, his his uh, ability to run after catch. And so you like what this team has put together offensively. Um, but like you said, the, the, the issue is the defense. Uh, seven to 12 were the lines on third down uh, uh, conversions. Wow. But this week, you know, they forced some turnovers in the red zone, which was huge. You know, which was huge because if Detroit scores on those plays, man, on those on those possessions, you know, this game could different be game. easily a different game. And, and so, and the, and the Titans got lucky too because they did something that was uncharacteristic of this football team. Uh-huh. They didn't score after those turnovers. That's exactly right. Uh, I mean, yep. used to seeing them score after those turnovers. I, I, I saw a stat. I think the Titans are now fourteen quarters without a sack. Uh, fourteen straight quarters. That's over ah. three games, man. So. Right. They have to find a way again. Sunday night, we've already mentioned they got the Packers. Aaron Rodgers has to be licking his chops, knowing <laughs> knowing that he's gonna be able to just sit back there and get to his fifth read. Right. <laughs> I, I hope that doesn't happen, but you yes. know, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. Because you know, you, you got the Titans getting healthier. Christian Fulton is uh, practicing yes. again this week. You know, you had Dory play twenty-seven plays last week. Played pretty good. Uh, still got some some condition things to take care of, but yeah. uh, good to see him coming back as well. And so we'll see what happens, man. Maybe the secondary is is able to play a little, little bit more man coverage. Maybe they're able to blitz a little bit more. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, and they got to finish up with the Texans, which is going to be a tough game. You see how tough they play the Colts oh, in the last man. few weeks. And so that's not going to be an easy win. So a lot, a lot to be said in these last few weeks for the Colts and the Titans that are battling for that AFC South. Uh, you know, a lot could be be uh, decided this weekend, though, with the Colts and the Steelers having to play if the if the Colts happen to drop that game. And so, yes. Uh, uh, moving on past them, you got the Browns sitting at five. Kind of already talked about them at ten and four. Winners of the five or last six. Of course, they had that heartbreaking loss against the Ravens a few weeks ago, uh, but they came out and beat a solid Giants football team, twenty to six. You know, Mayfield again. He shows a great solid outing, twenty seven to thirty two for two hundred ninety seven yards and two touchdowns. You know, and to to top it off, he led two 95-yard scoring drives yes. in the game, which, you know, you don't see that too often uh, no. by teams. And so they're one of those teams that are built similar to what the Titans are built like on offense. They're able to run the ball. They're able to throw the ball. They got some guys that can catch it. But the difference is their defense can get out to the quarterback. Defense can get out the quarterback. And then uh, Mayfield is similar to Josh Allen, man. He's – Everybody's waiting around for the for the for it to crumble on him. And right. I mean, this man, he he's just playing some efficient ball right now. Uh kudos to Stabinski. Uh probably Stawowski. I'm sure I jacked up the coach's name. But <laughs> it's close um, enough. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Mayfield was 27 to 32. Um, and that's efficient, uh, given his team. I mean, he he Mayfield has the luxury, similar to a uh, Tannehill, mm-hmm. that has a good running game where the play action pass can work for you as quiet as it's kept and nobody nobody will ever admit it on the Browns because you just don't want to but Mm -hmm. this offense has been more efficient since Odell Beckham went out um and sometimes sometimes you think that the personality like I think about a Diggs I think Mm -hmm. Diggs personality is not OBJ Mm -hmm. uh, but I think OBJ's personality sometimes could be too big for the quarterback for that quarterback right um, and you see Mayfield look more comfortable 
um, right now in, in this offense. So this is a very dangerous team. Um, still playing for for that again. They got a, ch- a shot at the division still, mm-hmm. uh, but they have a defense. They can get it. Miles Garrett hands down to finish defense player of the year, at least top three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and they're just playing some good ball that, and they can run the ball. So the Browns, man, they're hot at the right time. Um, and it's just again, I, it's gonna be hard to, to to slow them down. Yeah, you know, you know, Sheldon Richardson left the game with an injury. Didn't see if he came back or not. Just, you know, more to come on that, but he he provides a good interior push for yes. that defense. And uh, you know, uh, the the Giants did a good job shutting down the run game. And so, but at the end of the day, they didn't have enough offense with uh, Colt McCoy to make any kind of threat against that Browns defense. And so, they got the trap game this week. You got to go on the road, <laughs> New York. But I'm I'm gonna assure you, I'm not. Well, I'm not gonna assure you. But they saw what happened with the Rams, and I now I, I bet I bet they'll be prepared to go in there and and take care of business, especially with the 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 Week 17 matchup looming uh, against the against Steelers. It could be possible for that division. And yes. so uh, as we go on, number six seed, the Colts. Kind of already talked about them just a little bit, but uh, you know, winners of five or six, a team that's playing some good football down the stretch. Beat the Texans again in another AFC South. I mean, tough matchup goes down again to the end of the game. A late game fumble uh, that's that's caused by Darius Leonard um, on a, a, a Kiki. Uh, he, he catches the ball, yeah. he punches it out, <laughs> and, and fumbled into the end zone. Fumbled in zone for a touchback. And so, <laughs> you know, you know, this is the the how the season has been going for the Texans. But again. Colts are playing good football, tough defense, and it's going to be a tough, uh, tough team to deal with come playoff time. Yeah, man. I mean, the, the Colts, as long if you cannot stop the run game, you don't stand a chance. Uh, now, yeah, Phillip was efficient, twenty-two of twenty-eight uh, passing the game. A lot of that is the short passes uh, out of the backfield to the tight ends, uh, short shorts to the receivers. Um, but if you can stop the run game on this team, you give yourself a chance. Uh, and the, granted, this. This defense of the Colts, uh, what a difference DeForest Buckner makes man, uh, for that on that front line, man. Because he he just he clogs it up and makes it very tough to have a good run game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Colts are playing some very good solid ball. Um, they got a, a tough one coming up this weekend. Um, I, again, I'm interested to see the game plan from both defenses because if you allow Big Ben to sit back in the pocket. Um, and play zone. I mean, he might be able to pick you apart with with short passes. Um, and then on the flip side, if you get after Philip Rivers, who cannot move, um, you give yourself <laughs> opportunity because you got you got two teams this week, two quarterbacks who love to throw the ball quickly if they can. Uh-huh. Um, so I do a lot of dinking and dunking. So it'll be interesting to see um, if Pittsburgh can stop the run game. But yeah, the Colts, man, again, in right, right, right in their rightful place, fighting for the, the AFC South division with, with two weeks left in the season. Right. And, and with Jonathan Taylor playing some good football right now, the offensive line is blocking. And like you said, Rivers being efficient, they're going to be a tough team. They have five sacks for us, two turnovers. And they're actually tied for first with the Titans in turnover differential uh, for their defense. And so uh, a tough defense is going to be a great game against the Steelers. And uh, we'll see what happens, man. Whoever whoever comes out of that with the dubs, the other team's going to be uh, – it's going to be in jeopardy of, of falling further down in the standings as far as uh, uh, the playoffs go. And, you know, with the Ravens and the Dolphins sitting right there. Yes. <laughs> They could be on the outs. You know, you did say a 10-win team possibly would not possibly make the playoffs this year. Yes. And, you know, and you could be seeing that the makings of that coming up here in the next few weeks. 
And so sitting at, uh, of course, they got the, the Steelers on the road and they, get, they finish up the Jags. It's, it's uh, uh, now, it's like you said, they, they know they probably got the number one pick sold up for yeah, Trevor they, Lawrence. They, probably they definitely packed it up. <laughs> <laughs> they might not even, they might get called off because of COVID or something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Still at number seven, you got the Dolphins at nine and five. They beat the, the Pats 22 to 12. Kind of mentioned it already. They eliminated the Patriots from the playoffs uh, after a long stretch there of 11 consecutive appearances. Tua uh, uh, played efficient. Uh, didn't have a lot of yards, but he was 20 or 26 for 145 yards. But you do like uh, that the Miami Dolphins know how to play that win, winning formula this time. Yeah, they rushed for 250 yards, led by rookie Salvin Ahmed uh, out of Washington University. 23 carries for 122 yards, and Matt Breida. Uh, 12 carries and 86 yards dominant run game 37 over 37 minutes of time possession and uh, you know they did what they were supposed to do you know beat a, a Patriots team that's not very good on offense mm-hmm. and uh, they beat them you know pretty easy yeah now um, great game plan by the Dolphins to just mm-hmm. run the ball and ball control uh, with a rookie quarterback you you want you want him to really minimize the game and minimize mistakes Right. Um, and the best way to do that is give him a run game. Uh, the, the Dolphins have a very stout and solid defense mm-hmm. um, that can travel. And we, we've mentioned it every show. Run defense defense, and running the ball can travel in December and January. Um, now, they have some tough ones coming up. Um, again, Woo-hoo. fighting for their playoff lives because Baltimore is – that win against Cleveland has put Baltimore – they said put a rocket under them, especially how their schedule will line up. Yes. Um, but Miami, Miami right now owns the tiebreaker. Um, mm-hmm. So it pretty much controls their own destiny. If they can win out, uh, they'll lock up a playoff spot. But um, love to see what they're doing with running the ball. And again, I per- – and this is put it this way. And mm-hmm. I said this to some folks the other day. Miami is a, probably, I think, a year ahead of mm-hmm. schedule, where they should be. Mm-hmm. Nice young, young team. That team's gonna get a top eight pick because they have Houston's first round pick. <laughs> no, ain't this something, man? <laughs> man. <laughs> I so mean, they're gonna so, add. I mean, they're gonna add. I mean, you you put you put them in a position right now. I think Houston is in the top eight. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you trade out and get more more picks, I mean, you just it opens it up because I mean you don't have they've done a good job drafting the last two, last two years. We don't have a lot of major holes. Um, so, I mean, you're just setting yourself up uh, for them to – between them and Buffalo, the, the AFC East, uh, that's going to be something to watch the next coming years. But uh, can't wait to see how they, how they perform uh, this weekend against the Raiders. Yeah, and, and speaking of that, man, is that, that game right there is going to determine trap a lot. Game. It could be a trap <laughs> game. You know, the Raiders need to win out to have a, yes. a possibility of getting in. And so – uh, the the Dolphins need to win to keep their position because, like you said, the Ravens are right there at that eighth seed with the same record. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's just all hands on deck for Miami, man. They got a tough game against the Raiders, and the Raiders going to come in. You know, David Carr, they said he's going to play uh, potentially, you know, or, or is oh, it Mariota? Is. Oh, is Mariota? Yeah, they, yeah, you know, they, they said he practiced again uh, today okay. or yesterday. And so, you know, he was showing signs of he would potentially play uh, you know, Mariota came in, did a good job for the Raiders, uh, uh, you know, as his as he came in as backup time when the car went down with his injury. And so, you know, a lot of football left. It's going to be tough on Miami. Yeah, that's a, that's a Saturday road. night game. Saturday, Saturday night, night game, so cross country. Week. Cross country. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, they have their their lives in their own hands. They determine their own destiny. Because, like you said, the Ravens sent to the AC. They beat the Jags 40 to 14. You know, even though Lamar Jackson didn't have his Madden game numbers as he had the week before, they still dominate running the ball with almost 160 yards as a team. 
Uh, Dobbins has 64, and Gus Edwards has 42. And then, you know, Lamar Jackson, he's, he had an efficient passing game, 17 to 22, 243 yards, three touchdowns, and he added one on the ground. And his uh, his main man was Hollywood Brown, six for 98. But the defense had five sacks. You know, they deal with, again, they deal what they're supposed to do. They go down there and dominate a Jags team uh, that's, you know, pretty much mailed it in. And uh, they dominate with a, a solid run game and, and a solid defense as well to back it up. Yeah, I mean, that was, again, we mentioned it. The the Ravens, they really turned their season around with that that win over Cleveland. Yes. Uh, that 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 meant a lot in more ways than one. It um, did. And it, it put them in a position where they can pro- possibly sneak into the playoffs. The, the way their schedule set up again, any given Sunday. But when you look at their schedule and who they have remaining, uh, and that defense is starting to click, uh, they mm-hmm. should win these next two games. Um, and if you can get Lamar. Lamar is starting to get into that MVP, that MVP groove. Mm-hmm. Um, still, still not running the ball enough, right. um, and, I, and I think I think you'll see that change. Still not being as dominant as it was, but when you got a defense like theirs that's getting healthy mm-hmm. um, at the right time, uh, again, this is a team that you got to remember. A couple weeks ago was uh, COVID went through the team, <laughs> right. um, so you have to deal with that. So I mean this. This is a dangerous six or seven team. Um, and right now the three seed is Pittsburgh, we said. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pittsburgh don't want to see the Ravens uh, again. You got to remember, Pittsburgh, they got them, they clipped them at the beginning of the year, and then they beat the JV squad uh, a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Exactly. After the COVID time. So I don't think they want to see them right now. No, they don't. And uh, like you mentioned, the defense has started to get healthy. And they got they got a tough game coming this week. They got the Giants at home. Yeah. But, you know, if Colt McCoy is playing quarterback, I don't think they have a problem with that game because we saw the Giants' offense is not as good with Colt McCoy than it is with Danny Dimes. And then they finished up on the road against the Bengals, which, you know, you know, quite has kept the Bengals as a tough football team. They really haven't been blown out this year. They've been they in a lot of those games. And so, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, spoiler alert, I have, that's one of my game changes coming up this week. <laughs> but, uh, and, you know, you got the Raiders sitting at nine at seven and seven. So, you know, a lot of football still left in these last two weeks. A lot's going to be determined here uh, Friday night, Saturday night, you know. So get your feel, get your get your uh, Christmas dinner in, man, and then tune in and see some football, some playoff implicating football games coming up. And, uh, you know, and we'll see what happens. And so you got the tiebreaker scenarios or the playoff scenarios, I will say, this week, Mr. Lou, that you wanted to go over. And so let's let's see what, what, what you got, man, and, and see what needs to be done for some of these teams to get in. Yeah, so we're going to start in the AFC. So already clinched Buffalo Bills. We talked about the East Division champs. Uh Kansas City, the West Division champs. Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh has clinched a playoff spot. Right. Cleveland this Sunday clinches a playoff berth with a win plus a Baltimore loss. Okay. Or a win plus Miami loss. Mm -hmm. Or a win plus the Colts loss. Uh, or a tie in Baltimore loss. I don't really like them ties, but even though it can happen. <laughs> but pretty much the, the easy scenario for Cleveland this week is just uh, a win against the Jets mm-hmm. uh, guarantees them to break that playoff drought. Um, then when you look at the Colts, the Colts can clinch a playoff berth this week with a win and a Baltimore loss or a win and Miami loss. Um, okay. That um, It's possible that Baltimore was tricky, but with Miami throwing in there, Miami's got a tougher game. Uh, I yeah. think that's a tougher game than... Then Baltimore's uh, and again Indiana win can can get them to playoffs. Um, Kansas City will clinch the first round by with a win or a Pittsburgh loss or a Buffalo loss. Um, I think 
They even though they they got Atlanta at home, mm-hmm. uh, we are talking about that. Them dome teams coming outside. Um, I, I think we can go ahead and say Kansas City probably can. We'll pencil it in. I don't want to pin it in, but we can pencil that one in. <laughs> right. um, and, and you look at the Steelers. Um, the Steelers can clinch the AFC North with just a win or a Cleveland loss. Um, so Pittsburgh really has something to play for this week. Yeah, uh, we talked do. about that earlier. If they can get them motivated to go ahead and get that division and lock it up. And then the Tennessee Titans um, can clinch the AFC South division with a win plus a indie loss. Um, they will know that by the time they play um, Sunday night with that Col- with that uh, Colts game being earlier in the day. Yeah. And then they can clinch a playoff berth with just a win or a Miami loss or a Baltimore loss. And again, Miami would be the one that I think has got a tougher tougher route. Yeah. Um, and that, and that, that, that's the AFC's clinching scenarios this weekend. Uh-huh. Uh, the NFC... Green Bay's already clinched the North Division. The Saints have clinched the playoff berth, and the Seahawks have clinched the playoff berth. So when you look at some clincher scenarios this weekend, you got Arizona can clinch a playoff berth with a win plus a Chicago loss okay. or a tie plus a Chicago loss. So mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about Arizona's got a tough one. Uh, they do. Against, uh, they actually play Saturday. I thought that was a yep. Sunday game, but they're a Saturday afternoon game uh, against the 49ers. So we'll see how that, that, that turns out. Um, the Green Bay Packers can clinch the first round by with a win plus a Seattle loss or a tie plus New Orleans plus Seattle's loss. Um, <laughs> as long as both New Orleans and Seattle don't tie. That's the craziest tiebreaker scenario I've heard. <laughs> but, uh, so really, they just need a win and a Seattle loss. Um, the Rams can clinch a playoff berth with a win or a Chicago loss. Okay. Um, or uh, or a Arizona win, so the Rams can clinch it with a win. Or if Arizona wins Saturday, then that that'll clinch a playoff berth for them as well. Uh, the Saints can clinch the NFC division title with a win or a Tampa Bay loss. So again, they've they've been in that same playoff scenario right there the last two weeks. They just right. can't get that dub uh, to get that out the way. Um, Seattle will clinch the NFC West division title with a win Sunday against the Rams. So just like we said, it's a division game for those two. Um, and then Tampa Bay can clinch a playoff berth with a win Sunday at Detroit or Chicago loss. Um, I like Tampa's chances of clinching a playoff berth this yes, week. Yes, yes. And then uh, the last team, the Washington football team, can clinch the NFC division title with a win plus a Giants loss. Ooh. Or a tie plus a Giants loss plus a Philly Dallas tie, um, and the Giants have uh, Giants have the Ravens. Ravens, they got the Ravens. Washington they have the Ravens has, in Baltimore. Yes, and Washington Was- has the Panthers at the home. The Panthers. So we could be seeing could, the yeah. Washington football team clinch a playoff clinch and a, playoff a division. Spot. Yeah, 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 potentially. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yes, and so. And so, yeah, that was good, man. Good review of those and those scenarios. A lot of those tie tiebreaker things I don't like as well. Like you know, if they finish with a tie, you know. But you know, it is what it is. And you know, bottom line is for all these teams, you have win. to win. You have to win. win. I mean, that that yes. just that solves everything. You don't have to worry about these different. Well, if they win and this team loses, or if they right. win by fifty win. points and this team wins by twenty points, you know, just win your football game. Take just care win. of business like you're supposed to, and and then you be in the playoffs. And so. 
It's that time of the show, man. The game changer. Time. Game changer. Week 15. Game changer for week 15. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe it's my turn to go first this time. Your turn week. to go first this so time. I got two, man. We've been doing two here lately. And I got I got two. I got to give a shout out to the New York football Jets. Yes. For being yes. the 17-point dogs and coming <laughs> up with a win on the road in on L.A. Uh, yes. against the Rams. I mean, going to the West Coast from the East Coast, you know how hard that is in the first place. Mm. You know, like I said, 17 point dollars. Nobody thought they would be able to pull it off, but they did 23 to 20. So, hats off, man. And the crafty football, uh, the crafty running back, <laughs> Frank Gore, with Frank the crucial Gore. third down conversion <laughs> to seal it up for the Jets. My second one, man, quarterback Ryan Finley, second year QB for the Bengals. Yes, although the numbers don't indicate that he had a great game, he was seven to 13, 89 yards, and one touchdown. He had rushed 10 for 47 for a touchdown. But he did not turn the ball turn over. Turn the ball over. And he and kept he the offense. He kept the offense moving the ball and he yes. made big plays in that football game against the Steelers to pull that upset off. So the Jets and Ryan Finley, my game changers for week 15. I like those game changers. I like those. I like them. I'm gonna go offense with offense on one with one of mine and defense with one. Okay. So my offensive. Game changers. Uh-oh. Changers with S. I'm going with the duo of Stefan Diggs okay. and Cole Beasley. From okay, Buffalo. I like that. I like that. Diggs had 11 for 147, yeah. averaged 13.4 uh, a catch, along yeah. of 55. Mm-hmm. And then Cole was right behind it with eight catches for 112, average of 14 and uh, 27 yards. Those two, again, we mentioned – those weapons, that that duo, man, to see what Josh Allen's doing, they really are helping him out. So that's my offensive side of the ball game changes. Okay. And then my defensive side of the ball is, um, I believe he was the defensive rookie of the year last year, Mr. Darius Leonard. From oh, yes. Yes, he was. Linebacker. He only had nine only had. solo tackles. <laughs> right. Six assists, which was 15 tackles. Total, that's right. And one crucial forced fumble that sealed up the game. A crucial. Um, so, I mean, that's a great young stud of a linebacker. Uh, back call. He had some injuries early in the season and back, back healthy and playing some solid ball. So, th- those duos are my, my game changers for the week 15. I like those game changers, man. That is great stuff. Darius Leonard, like you said, man, punch that football out. He is it a definite game changer, <laughs> causing fumbles. You know, every week and coming back healthy, getting getting ready for the playoff run. So that's week 15, man. That's episode uh, of Midweek Heat. Thank you again uh, uh, for the support of the show, man. Y'all keep supporting the show. Subscribe. Listen to us on Spotify, Google Cast, uh, iTunes, yes. any listening platform out there. You can check us out for Midweek Heat. My name is Eddie Alnam. That's my man, Mr. J. Lou. Another yes, episode sir. of Midweek Heat. We'll check y'all next week, man. Week 16, look in, in review. Uh, we'll see what happens with some of those top seeds, those top seven on both sides, and see who the game changers will be in the Week 16 NFL. Ed out there, my man, Mr. J. Lou. We'll holler at y'all next week for another episode of the Midweek Heat. Peace. Peace.